0: EDM champions, we're joined by a very special guest, Mr. Jason fucking Eula from Relentless Beats Connect, Moon Landing, and so many other things. This guy is just an entrepreneur. He's a legend in the scene, a true EDM champion. Plus, our thoughts on new music from the likes of Christoph, TV Noise and Dylan Francis, Dylan Nathaniel, all of this and so, so much more on the grand finale of the 2020 season of Beyond the Beats, a podcast about EDM news and culture. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 83. Let's get it.
1: Oh EDM champions. Guys, you already know what time it is. It's time for another episode of Beyond the Beast, And not just any other episode. It's our grand finale of the 2020 season. Alec, are you ready? Whew. Oh,
0: man, I've been so pumped up all week to record this. Let's, get, let's just get
1: stuck into Dude, this. Dude, let's get into it. Brand new music. The first place that we're starting off is TV Noise. And Dylan Francis, these guys teamed up for a brand new two-track EP. And it's called festival bangers for when festivals start again because there are no festivals (laughs) alec let's go ahead and play one of my favorite tracks off this two-track ep booty bus
0: my man's dylan francis is back with tv noise holy shit man i'll tell you This EP overall, it was just, is fucking phenomenal, man. There was like, just the switch up, right? Like, have you noticed there was a bunch of like call and responses in there? Mm -hmm. Switch up, it went from like Trap to Mumba and just the creativity. It's like, I want to see more and more of this from Dylan Francis. I feel like this is getting back to his prime, getting back to his roots. And then TV noise, of course, just bringing in the creativity, layering in some more dimensions. What a fantastic, fun, just
1: amazing EP. This is this is exactly the type of music we need right now. What do you think? Dude. Oh my gosh. Booty shakers and busters. I hope y'all are ready for some <laughs> twos to shake that thang to. Okay. Dylan Francis at TV noise. These guys, I mean, Alec, you already know it, man. Like these guys are no strangers to collabing on tracks together. Their ability to create dance floor heaters has been proven time and time again, while also injecting ridiculous, creativity, and switch-ups, right? I mean, you already said that, man. However, Alec, I'm going to have to say, all right, the track Three Drops, Who Cares? I feel like that one actually lacked some originality to it, okay? Which is kind of a shame because, you know, I just feel like they were kind of rehashing like GTA, Skrillex, You know, like some DJ Snake or like, you know, this new wave of house that people are doing. Nothing original in that one. But, dude, the song that we just played, Booty Bust, is just one of those songs that just it's just going to get your fitness right, dude. A great, a great track to do some aerobics workouts, too. I I just can't get over the names. He's just a fun. He's a funny guy.
0: I'd say he's a funny guy. He really is. I mean, on the flip side of that, we're going to go into somebody who really took a little bit more of a deeper turn with this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Christoph just dropped a new track called SFB. Let's Let's give it a play.
1: Man, dude who knew Kristoff had such a deep side to him alright the man I mean this guy has always been known for like killer progressive house tracks but in this go around we got something I don't know man we got something much more deeper a Mm. little bit more of a soulful twist on that I personally think that SFB is one of the best tracks he's ever put out. And I'm 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 coming Whoa. in. I'm saying that hot Whoa. dude. I'm coming in hot. Whoa.
0: That dude. is a hot fucking take. My lord.
1: Here's, here's what I'm saying, dude. Throw this shit on while you're post gaming with the homies or while you're just watching the sunset mm. on a gorgeous day. You're gonna absolutely love this one. Alec, what are your thoughts on this one, bro? Th-
0: this would be one that i would say is fit for a pirate ship in ibiza right Ooh. like oh right we were on gonna the say sunset
1: <laughs> it's
0: like hot since 18 lovey man <laughs> but i think christoph doing a deep house set see this is where i think he's going i think he's starting to explore some deep house or, or i should say not deep house let's say melodic house probably yeah is more along the lines of where i think he's going down which i think is awesome because. He probably feels like you know he's really solidified his space in the progressive house area, and now he wants to expand his horizons a little bit. So I'm going to call it, but I'd love to see at some point a Kristoff back to back Nora and Purese. Ooh, let's go on dude. a pirate ship in a bivouac.
1: You're loving the pirate ship vibes. You're straight <laughs> well, you up to. loving
0: it. Champions, it's going to happen. Just just wait. One day it's going to happen. Post COVID. Uh- it's gonna I happen.
1: promise we will make your dream come true of like DJing on a party ship. I promise, I promise. On oh, a pirate ship, on a party ship,
0: yeah, dude. You already know it, but dude, no, no, it could be a party ship. It doesn't <laughs> have to be a pirate ship necessarily, it's a party pirate ship, preferably,
1: dude. I'm, I'm loving this. I'm loving this, Alec. Just speaking of some vibes though, because we're just talking about pirate oh. ship vibes, We're talking about party oh. vibes. Oh, this guy, this guy brought the vibes big time. Alec, who are we talking about, my friend? S. G. Lewis, I feel like
0: we haven't been talking too much I know. about him on a, the podcast. It's a goddamn shame. It's a goddamn it is shame. A shame. But he teamed up with Rye. I, I'm, I'm hoping I'm saying that. I think right you
1: got now. it, man. It's like Rye bread. Uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> it's not spelled like that though. It's R H Y E, and they teamed up for a track called "Time." And this is a groove. Take a listen. dude you just compared his name i'm sorry it's before you hop in with your thoughts you just compared this guy's name to a loaf of bread
1: dude that's terrible but that's because like trader joe's rye bread i mean it's just so freaking good and look i'll be honest with you man i just i haven't been really like this enthralled with like an sg lewis track in quite some time i mean okay but here's here's the thing he isn't just an edm producer this guy is a dance music aficionado what do i mean by this alec what do i mean by this edm champions his music transcends genre boundaries and if a song is a good one then it's a good one i really truly feel like sg lewis and rye on these vocals i mean these guys have just created an absolute powerhouse of a track that literally anyone can enjoy Give me some of these old-school disco vibes for like people like my parents and crispy, punchy kicks and euphoric vocals for today's generation. And everybody, you already know, dude, everybody is going to be on the dance floor to this track. Alec, what did you think, brother? This was a track
0: I just could not stop smiling yes. through. It was just something that was a feel-good dance party started like as you said you know what man i'm gonna go a step further than even what you were saying wedding djs put this fucking on and get some of the older crowd out because i think they'd even probably get down to this you know it's a little bit newer they might be a little bit weirded out at first but that's why you liquor them up as well just to make sure that they can come out and dance but anyhow i digress this was just a fantastic vibe something i'm gonna be playing when i'm on the plane going anywhere driving Definitely going down like PCH or something in California. This is the type of vibe for it. Oh yeah, dude. And then it's fit this this is this I'm gonna certify this a nice cranberry vodka. It's one of those type of vibes where you just sip on it and just one, two step and have the time of your life.
1: Dude, I'm loving that. We move from like white claw flavors to now your favorite mixed drinks i'm loving them. No, you no, no, no. that vodka is, I, that is not my favorite no mixed no I know, I, I know i'm
0: i we have different categories of, of different things like this is more of the kind of like sophisticated no i just i shouldn't say say sophisticated it's
1: not, it's not at all dude
0: it's not sophisticated okay more like a cosmo sipping on a cosmo you know, I have no idea. This is, by the way, these are drinks I I don't drink White Claws. And I don't I drink. Know, I'm the White Claws Claws guy. This guy yeah.
1: absolutely hates White Claws, and I hate him for that. But Alex, I don't hate them. Speaking uh, yeah. speaking of people that we do not hate, all right, we got Dylan Nathaniel for a brand new track called Knee Deep. Let's take a listen to this one.
0: You're coming out here and just fucking up my eardrums with a song what an absolute banger samir i don't know about you but this was just something that really had me mind blown especially I and mean, this is what i love about him is that he is not afraid to put on those extended mixes i love when that. you listen to the seven minute house track like really getting back to the roots and you can hear that like it's just almost you know with the with the soulful sample in there just What a fantastic track. This is something I would go knee-deep on in a warehouse party. Dylan Nathaniel, please be rinsing this out when we get away from COVID. Dude, fuck yeah. I mean,
1: dude, Dylan Nathaniel, this guy, he is just really, really leaning in heavy to the tech house sound. And he's really done it again with this track, Knee Deep. But Alec, I feel like in order to appreciate this song, like truly appreciate this song, you need to hear it in a set on a rooftop with your squad, okay? On its own, I really feel like it's nothing really that special. It's got the pounding kicks and a minimalistic take on the synths, which we expect from Tech House. The claps are sounded a bit muted, in my opinion. Like they're not, they're like kind of lacking color, you know? But here's the thing I have no doubt, though, that the lads will get down proper to this track (laughs) in the right setting, bro. Did you
0: listen to a proper headphones? I listen the headphones that
1: I'm wearing right now.
0: You already know that's how I listen uh, to this we, one we too. Gotta, we got to upgrade those. I think I only need a, they need a little upgrade. Champions, we just went through some awesome music, and I tell you what, we've got a fantastic conversation coming up. So you definitely want to go and check out the show notes. Okay, it's up on the website beyondthebeats.co, and you know we could just miss talking. I mean, guess it's it's a weird relationship because we kind of just talk at people for the majority of the time. (laughs) So we're going to miss talking at you. But we do really enjoy it when people reach out to us. You know, we want to do more of that. Like, don't be so shy. Reach out, connect with us because we are all EDM champions under the dance music scene that we love so reach out to us on instagram that's at btb.pod on twitter that's at pod btb and if you want to write a nice little fancy note the modern day form of a letter send us an
1: email connect at beyondthebeats.co alec thank you so much for plugging all that guys like Alex said we're gonna miss you terribly when we're on our break but we would love to hear from you Send us your virtual postcards, send us your DMs, let us know what you're up to. But this episode isn't over yet. We are incredibly, incredibly excited that we finally get a chance to bring Jason Euler on to the show okay you guys may know him he is the founder of companies like relentless beats who put on events in arizona he's the founder of connect a great platform for helping artists connect with mentors in the dance music space and of course his newly launched moon landing music blog and the team over there they are absolutely excellent so here we go jason how you doing brother thank you so much for joining us
2: uh, well appreciate the introduction there and uh feeling great and i uh, appreciate both you guys for having me out and uh, Reached out to me. and I, I was super excited when Echo got to come on the show with you guys uh, sometime back. Mm-hmm. And uh, just seeing you guys consistently popping up and staying consistent and persistent with what you're doing. Um, I have to support that because you know the consistency and persistency helped me build everything. Um, so when I see people doing that around dance music, those are the people I want to connect with. So, so thank you guys, really.
0: Of course, man. man. I mean, we really appreciate that. That's a big, big compliment coming from someone like you. It seems like and it's very clear, I shouldn't say it seems like it's very clear that you're motivated by the fact that you're a part of something bigger than yourself, right? That you're impacting not just the lives of the artists that you're working with and your colleagues, but just the general community at whole. And this is exactly, I think, what we need more of. I mean, it's always there in this scene, but I think we really need to do more work with it and, you know, lifting more of the people up, you know, in, mm-hmm. in the fashion who are doing that with you.
2: Oh, yeah. I, the, the way I looked at it, I just, you know, I, I went to my first festival and like, um, you know, I, I did have a stigma of it prior to going, you know, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, it's a big drug party and a bunch of weirdos, you know, like whatever. Um, and I go, and then I'm like, I lost all my friends, started walking around, talking to strangers, had the time of my life. And now I'm one of those weirdos.
0: <laughs> we all are. You're not We, alone. we all. Are.
2: <laughs> I, I realized the culture and the demeanor and, um, just the culture behind dance music. And I'm like, well, these, this is a really great group of people. They, they preach peace, love, unity, respect, positivity. It's just, it's all really good stuff. I'm like, I, if I can create a mission where these people can join, I'm sure they'd get involved in our community and really help here. Um, And I thought that was so cool that I started seeing people who are coming to my events coming out and volunteering their time in the community. Um, You know, and I I always say that about volunteering is anyone can write a check. Um, Time is something you never get back. So when you go donate that hour or you get involved directly in your community, that's the biggest impact you can make over any monetary thing you'll
1: ever do.
0: Wow, okay. I think we should wrap the interview there. That was a perfect quote. Yeah. Right there. I think we
1: should just wrap it. That was awesome. That was awesome. Nominating yeah. Jason for a Nobel Peace Prize. All right, done. I'm done. I love, I love like your motivation behind wanting to contribute to your local communities. Could you could you tell us a little bit more about how you were able to, and I love using this word. Could you tell us about how oh, you were God. able to synergize uh, volunteering and also dance music? Like how how yeah. were you able to bring those two together like this?
2: We would uh, partner with the nonprofit. We would promote them prior to the event taking place. My team would go out and volunteer for them. And we'd run some, you know, get some posts and share their causes and make sure they were going out off our social to create awareness with the people who are coming on our bus. And then following the event or show or party bus, we would donate a portion of the proceeds to the nonprofit. And we did that for every single event we ever did. And then there were multiple events. I would do at least one event a quarter that was 100% nonprofit donation.
1: I love that. I absolutely love that, man. Like, ah, I just, I'm so pumped up right now on this. This is what the dance music scene is all about. And then
2: like, you know, one person came out to volunteer and then next time they're like, hey, can I bring a friend? And then the show started getting bigger because we were doing more and more people were joining the party buses. And uh, next thing you know, we had events where we're just rolling up with just squads to go volunteer, whether it's Habitat for Humanity, I remember one year we had a we had a show that night, and we went and volunteered at St. Mary's Food Bank that day. And some dance music came on, and the speakers in there while we were on the assembly line, and my whole team was just going nuts packing uh, these wonderful. boxes. But like those, that's that's what I talk about when I have the moments of gratitude and gratefulness for for that experience. Was I, I had those people around me, and that's really what made it what it was, and, and and the community that came to the events.
1: Absolutely wonderful, man! Absolutely wonderful. Thank you for all that you are doing just to help local communities make Appreciate the dance that. music scene yeah. a better place. And so we kind of talked about how in the beginning, you just got your hands involved in pretty much every facet of <laughs> dance music. But yeah. obviously, you know, we got to ask these questions. Obviously, 2020 has taken a turn for the worse for our scene, right? And, and so could you tell me a little bit more about how, how have you had to adapt to the COVID-19 global pandemic? And, you know, specifically as it relates to like yeah. artist management, uh, starting a music blog, And a Relentless Beats, obviously, as well.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, 2020 has been no shortage of its hurdles and difficulties. Um, You know, I I really think when I look back at 2020 in the next three years, I'm going to be really stoked of how I spent my time. Right. Um, You know, because I I looked at a lot of people in the dance music industry that were managers and um, even some of the artists I currently work with. I signed three new artists this year. Two of those artists, their former management said, yeah, we're going to need an advance if we're going to work with you this year and mm. you know i i said screw that i'm like i don't need the money i believe in what you're building i believe in your music i'll come to work for you i don't need i don't need the money right now okay. um it, it's not what drives me um and it's not where i get my fulfillment it's money's a result of what you do never the focus um you know so more for me i got two new clients cuz uh, some other greedy people in the music industry and i'm like you know god bless them but um that worked out but yeah, relentless. We had 80 shows on sale um in March by at uh, March point of like March 14th we had 80 shows on sale and we wow. had another 40 that we had another 40 that we were about to announce. We do about 300 events a year across six different markets. Um and uh, yeah, just tons of events. That's um, crazy, man. God um, so, damn. Yeah, right there we had to cancel 80 on show sales and we ended up canceling and or rescheduling another 40 shows that were supposed to go on sale. So about 120 shows uh, just gone like that, that we had worked on. Um, so it was tough. And, uh, a lot of my friends in the music industry lost a lot. Um, and in that loss, um, inspired an idea. My dad always said, you know, we get beauty for our ashes and while everything burned down, I wanted to try and create some beauty. So we launched connect. And that idea was in it. Um, last year, I started a company called The Artist Path in July, and it was just me running it. So I had tons of artists reaching out to me. How do I sign? signed? How do I play out of state gigs? Hey, I'll, you know, I'll gladly sit down. Here's my hourly. And, you know, let's build your project out. And I started getting a ton of DJs hitting me you up. Know, COVID hits. And I go to my, uh, me, one of my old mentors, actually, Brandon Owen, who uh, launched White Rabbit Group in California. And then he was the lead talent buyer at USC for Paradiso last year. Wow. Yeah. So he, he's, he's been in the dance music for like a decade, extensive. He, another guy that kind of taught me how to talent buy and really, you know, get things going. Um, and he goes, well, I'm like, you should be on the platform. I'm like, hey, I'll take, you know, I'll work out a percentage since I'm hosting the platform. You should come on and mentor. And he came on and did it, did his first session. He called me back and goes, dude, we, you like, you should really push this forward. He's like a lot of people in the music industry are hurting and don't have income. So I started hitting up all my artist friends, promoters, managers, agents. And I'm like, Hey, you know, there, there's these kids that they want to learn right now. And they have a ton of free time being stuck inside for quarantine. You're stuck inside and not touring and not making any money. So, Hey, we'll solve a problem for the student who can't reach these big artists otherwise. And we'll solve a problem for these artists right now who aren't touring or people music aren't making money. So, we were able to supplement some incomes this year and help some artists in need just through an innovative idea um and connect has just been really awesome and uh we've done tons of sessions this year we've added mentors like blau elefante aria stack Daniels. west end has been one of our more popular ones crazy um crazy. yeah so it's just really cool to see that and we're really looking to scale that project out next year and Um, we're going to start doing feedback production classes. You know, I think Weston we're lining him up to do a song breakdown so we can have like 15 producers sit there and learn. So, um, it's like masterclass, except you can ask questions and get direct feedback specific to your project. So, you know, I, I really think we're kind of becoming the masterclass slash cameo of mentorship, which I, I really like the direction the project's going. How
0: how do you see this fitting into, because something that we've discussed a lot in the podcast is just the larger issue of the economics of dance music and just music in general. So mm-hmm. how do you see Connect fitting in or helping, you know, solve a lot of the issues mm-hmm. that are just like, you know, plight throughout the entire yeah. EDM scene. And I think it's just been especially revealed during COVID.
2: Well, one of the things that I talked about, the reason I was able to figure things out is because I had great mentors. Um, I had people that had done it. They, you know, A smart man learns from his own mistakes. A wise man learns from the mistakes of others. And I was able to realize that at an early point in my career. And I'm like, I started talking, tagging my mentors. I'm like, yo, how'd you mess up? Where did you fail? What did you do wrong? That way I could avoid it and save myself time, heartache, and trouble. And I still had all that. You're going to inevitably. (laughs) But, you know, if when I sit down and I do my consultations with an artist, if I can help them make a decision that's going to save them from backtracking and wasting a month of time or a month of energy, you know, because, you know, a lot of people just don't know what direction to start and what steps to take. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's certain formulas in the music industry where, you know, hey, these are just kind of how it's done. You know, there's some variable shift to it based on your brand. But this is how you promote a song. This is how you set up a release schedule. You know, this is how you want to email and have your demeanor toward reaching out to a label. Here's how you kind of get discovered, you know, and really helping artists understand that. And there's nothing more rewarding than watching that like aha or light bulb moment go off. And when you see it happen for the artist and uh, I I just think, again, the whole platform is just focused on giving value to people who aspire to, to be a part of the music world.
0: Is, is this something like, cause you mentioned, you talked a lot to your mentors and I think I, I really want to focus on this because I think it's a, a very mm-hmm. interesting point. Do you think these formulas, are, are they, is it, you know, word of mouth? Like, is this something you have to learn off of other people? Because, you know, obviously <laughs> there's no EDM promotion textbook, right? Or Dars music promotion textbook. Uh,
2: the closest thing you got is everything you need to know about the music industry by Donald P. Glassman. Anyone who wants to work in the music industry, read that whole thing through. It's like the, it's the Bible for, for the music industry.
0: I was about um, to just mention that. I feel like apart yeah. from that one singular <laughs> book, there's been yeah. nothing else. Maybe Jason Euler will come out with a book, right? Yeah, I was
1: literally yeah. going to say, we need a book of all these sayings that Jason is just dropping right now, dude. I,
2: that's funny you mentioned that. I'm, uh, I'm halfway through writing a book right now and I'm hoping 2021 or 2022, I'll uh, be leaving it. And the, the title of the book is actually called Words to Live By. It's a number of kind of quotes, phrases or sayings that have really impacted me. Um, and I kind of it for it to be a daily, like coffee table read. Um, and then the final part would be how you can go implement that mindset and that quote into your life that day. uh it's a book I'm working on. It's just kind of a small passion project on the side, but, um, something I really want to get out, uh, in years to come. So funny you mentioned that
1: <laughs> you're just on top of it all man you're just you're just so on top of it all i'm sorry but back to Alex's question
0: that was a great little side tangent there because I, I can't wait yeah. for that book so champions will have that on our website when that is released yeah. It'll be a new york times number one bestseller but, you heard absolutely <laughs>
2: I'm working on, uh, you know my uh, my actual journal, my I keep a journal. that's one of the biggest things for my mental health and just directing mm-hmm. my careers. I can go back to my first day starting in music four years ago, and I have a journal documenting from that day. So I can see all wow. the hardships I've went through idea, but on the inside of the first page, it says number one New York Times bestseller. So that's my, my little motivation to remind me why I do it every day. <laughs> I love that. I love um, that. See,
0: so you, you mentioned like two really interesting things. So mentors and then, yeah. you know, journaling, right? So like there's yeah. like how you control, you know, your mindset, you know, personally and just individually. So there's some of meta yeah. communication there. But then also you're going out and reaching out to, you know, mentors. Obviously, Connect is going to be a platform yeah. to help people do that. What are some other ways that people can get this information from others and Help us yeah,
2: you, you had mentioned that, you know, how how do, like, do you have to be just know someone to know these things? And like, you can read anything out of a textbook, but when you have another human being come to you, and they can break down the nitty gritty, and I can ask those direct, like, I can't ask a textbook a question and get the feedback. So, you know, when I can take in that information, but then, you know, because we all take in information, but we're all gonna, you could read something one way and take it a different way than me, you know, Samir, you could read something one way and take it a different way than both of us. So when you read something and then you're able to have another person there to break it down and show you their perspective and mindset on it, it just, it opens up that conversation further to explore beyond just that basic concept. Now we're, we're going into multi-concepts in, in music. Um, And and again, you know, you're just getting that direct experience of I have done this, this did not work, or this did work. um, Or, Hey, maybe try this. And at the end of the day, you know, we're humans, we're not meant to survive alone, we're meant to, to live, we're meant to build relationships. And, uh, you know, like the, the worst thing they can do to a human being in the world is leave them completely alone to themselves. Right. Um, you know, so I look at the world at the complete opposite of that. If that's the worst thing they can do to humans, So the best thing I can do is try to connect with everyone. Mm. Um, and, you know, my, my real talent or gift in all of this, whatever you want to call it has been the ability to network and give value to other people. And um, that's the core competency of what I do. You know, I don't know how to run Facebook ads or Instagram ads. I know like my basics and my minimals, but I know how to find other people and empower them to help me with things I don't know how to do. Mm. So, um, you know, there's not that there's secrets in the industry, but yeah, you got to start meeting people who are doing this and have been around it if you really want to get into it. Like, plain and simple, I don't think you get there without having some form of a mentor, honestly.
0: That answers my question perfectly. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm learning a lot.
1: I'm learning a lot right now just through this conversation. So I'm just, I'm really stoked on this, man. I can't wait to like re listen to this back and just kind of, take yeah. some more notes here Jason this is wonderful but you know man you, you you mentioned that like you really got your hand involved in a bunch of different things and you you're really pushing some new ideas some new thoughts right now in the scene mm-hmm. and i feel like there's been a lot of practices in the scene that are a bit archaic and that kind of need to be updated in terms of like what the what the norm is right so you're kind yeah. of on the forefront of that
2: and i'm very unorthodox for the music industry again you know i, I haven't been here since 2011 2012 yeah. uh, i wasn't in that golden age of dance music where edc was really coming up you know i was totally. late to the party um and, and the thing that made me an unorthodox an manager and really versatile as a manager was again i came into the music industry saying understanding self-aware that i know nothing so my perspective was i have the ability to learn everything And I've just championed that mindset forward with it.
1: Right on. And and then you know, like you just mentioned, you're pretty new to the music scene as compared to, I guess, we can call like some of the dinosaurs of the scene who have been in in it for (laughs) a long time. But I wanted to, I wanted to know, like in your experience, what what has excited you about the scene, and maybe on the flip side of that, what kind of worries you about the future of our scene?
2: Yeah, excited. It's it's the people. Um, it's ideas being pushed forward and progressed. It's seeing production just scale that's seeing um artists supporting other artists and putting on new talent and watching the music industry you know we've only been able to record music for the last 100 years in human history that's like that's wild and right. just how big of a boom it is now with the technological advances we've seen um you know i, I read something the other day I, I like i think after 100 years like music becomes a more public domain and you can start sampling without having to go through any takedown so like a lot of classical music and stuff is going to be uh, mm. free and able to use for sampling from like early in the 1900s I'm, I'm beyond curious to see if someone starts pulling those samples and starts playing with them and creates god knows what um you know and i think the biggest exciting thing is like i can say this for all of the every single artist i work with every single one has wrote the best song i've ever heard from them during this year um, and if that's just my artist scene, I'm, yeah, I'm, we're sitting on unreleased music that I just, I can't even believe my artist <laughs> created, it. like I have a couple of uh, songs, i sent to hear I'm just like mind blown. I'll, uh, I'll shoot i you guys some unreleased stuff. Uh, oh, we'd later, appreciate but, that, you know, and I think that's really cool to see all my artists, the creatives, you know, take this downtime, take a negative circumstance and put it into their art. And the fact I get to go push that art and share it with the world next year is that's what I'm excited about. And I can't wait to see the other music, other artists that I, even I don't work with are going to come out. Cause you know, I, I am a fan at the end of the day too. Um, so I'm really excited for that. I, uh, you know, some of the, you know, Nate, uh, you know, corporate, uh, watching things get really corporate, you know, luckily at Relentless Beats, we are one of the last independent, like big scale promoters in the country that has not been bought out by like a live nation, for example, you know, I, I think, you know, companies don't, no hate on any, I work with companies that are bought out by live nation and things like that, but it, there's just more red tape to go through. And there's just more stuff like, you know, as an independent promoter and, you know, my title there is an experience creator you know, my job is to create everything in the festival. It's not the music, whether it's massage areas, silent discos. Um, I put a comedy show at Gold Rush last year. You know, I do all the art installations and lighting and stuff. Um, and then I do all the sponsored um, activations of all the brands we work with. So, um, you know, it, it's cool to have the freedom to kind of put in whatever I want. I don't have a lot of, you know, things I have to worry about. It. Um, you know, and as you get into bigger corporate things, there's just more red tape you have to go through. And I think with that red tape, it slows down the production. The progression of what we're trying to push forward um you know and i i think luckily we're we're a company where i don't see us getting bought out anytime soon
0: is there is there any way to kind of get around this future because i i think we've seen it in multiple different areas but you've definitely hit What's the nail happening on the
2: head now with the venues closed like all these venues are closing and these big corporate conglomerates are coming in and just buying out these local mom and pop venues that got no funding and weren't helping like it, it, like I think that's the tragedy is we're just yeah. seeing so many of our great stages and venues uh, and we're losing them across the country. I see like I see a new notification every week.
0: Do you see any difference in terms of trends of dance music consumption between Gen Z's and millennials? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, uh, again, I, I think, you know, I think bass music and kind of that festival trap or big rooms, like the introductory for everyone. That's what got big, like the kind of big room sound and heavy dubstep's what got me into it. Um, and then the longer I stayed into it, you know, you start wandering over, Oh, Hey, what's that little small stage over there? What are those, what are those goofballs doing? And then you wind up next thing, you know, you're at the house stage and then you don't leave. Um, and I think that's like the trend for anyone in dance music almost, you know, like I, I say dubstep is a young man's sport. Um, I, I just don't have the energy for it anymore. That's gotta but, be a quote uh, in your book. <laughs> I'll throw that one in there. But, um, no, I, I luckily, I, I actually have a Gen Z partner, um, uh, Ryan, who works with a company called uh, Gen Z. His company is called Gen Z. And he has a uh, hydration pack called the Rave Runner and it has like all these cool lights and everything. And then he's one of my partners at the festival. So um, I, I get to work with him directly. And he's kind of like my liaison into the Gen Z culture and community because he's he's just on top of it. And um, he and I get along real much because he's a 22-year-old hustler getting his own company going. And um, I was able to get him involved in Gold Rush and Decadence. And, uh, wow. you know, so I, it's cool getting to work with Gen Z too, and then also see it at our events.
0: It's interesting that you said the, the. I feel like a lot of people, especially millennials can relate to dubstep being kind of the entry, right? And bass mm-hmm. music being kind of an entry. I mean, there's a whole, yeah. you know, era of people who grew up from, you know, Skrillex's, you know, 2012, right, and all that. But what I what I found very interesting, and I, I don't know if you've seen this on the flip side, is like, I, I've seen more bass music and base year stuff just kind of come to the forefront right more in the mm-hmm. main stages and things like that but i've of also course. seen a lot more house right in terms of well just newer forms of house like specifically somebody's gonna laugh because i've been talking about this for the last year but <laughs> brazilian base house right yeah, it's just like coming I, I mean yeah. vintage culture is on all the lineups now right i mean and you see tiesta incorporating it and then you've got this like very interesting balkan area lithuanian type of house like uh you know kazakhstan as well like a all those type of people so like do you see like you know is it going to be what what's the future of the main stages going to look like and for people coming up great
2: question you know and um where i really came in it was festival trap you know my first festival Mm -hmm. was like early elenium um rl grime flostradamus was like my mad that was my (laughs) first experience so um, that festival DJ snake, like that, that type of music was just there yeah. and, and going, but, um, you know, even being at relentless, like, um, we had Mala on the main stage last year at Phoenix lights and even, you know, more mainstream house act, but now you're seeing those acts start to play main stage, you know, seeing Chris Lake on a main stage at gold rush, um, mm-hmm. you know, watching Fisher sell out some of our biggest venues and watching uh, house just really become cool among, among millennials. And, um, it's even started tying into more of the club scenes, even like the more top 40 clubs are playing, you know, dropping, losing it and, you know, incorporating, pushing these house tracks forward. Um, So I I do think we are about to step into a big uh, era of house music, honestly, and I I really do see it progressing into the main stage even more.
0: What do you you think caused that? Just... You know, it, it, I thought find it. Very, I love it. Like I think I'm all for it. But I think it's just <laughs> yeah. you know, I, it's I think it's just very interesting how that's come about. You know, and I uh, know
2: with us at Relentless, it's really been us navigating the community to accept it in a sense. Where hey, you know, we're we're gonna give these like you know, uh, Mala before that main stage play at Phoenix Lights. He was on stage two instead of stage three, which is usually the house stage. He was on stage two you know, the year before a gold rush. So we're very much acting on building these acts in the market, creating value and demand and hype around these acts and really pushing their music to our community as well. And I think that, you know, we build, we really build our artists, at least in the Arizona community here. And when we do go to put those acts on our stage, no one makes a complaint. Next thing you know, like you hear house, you hear that, you know, that 128 BPM bumping off the mainstay speakers, it, it brings the to your soul.
0: <laughs> it really does. You know, House is just so soulful. And that's what I love about what's it's yeah, coming around. And, and I don't want to badmouth other parts. Of no, I can't. Music, I can't. Right? badmouth. Like
2: I said, bass music got me into it. So I, oh, I, was, oh, yeah. I
0: was going even a step up. But like one of the big things for me is like, you know, again, like I think all art is wonderful and I can appreciate yes, no matter what type of subjective. music it is. It's subjective. Exactly. But I, I've just really fallen off the bandwagon of rap and hip hop. You know, like I really have. And I I do genuinely think a lot of people are following that way. And that's maybe part of the reason why Tech House and things, you know, I I was hearing it on the radio, like a a local bar, which is playing Fisher. And it's like, I never thought I'd see that day, but you know, before they would be playing hip hop, you know, 50 Cent, like, you know, all that type of stuff. But now it seems like people are navigating a little bit further away from that. And maybe they're feeling the soul of house music.
2: I think that's it. And um, I think it's the authenticity um, of it really with house music, you know, you're meeting a lot of authentic people. You know, I looked at hip hop and rap earlier on, like that was some authentic music, you know, really coming up there for a while. And um, I just think it's kind of got diluted into unauthentic music. And I think that's correlating in a lot of ways you see there.
0: Do, do you worry about that happening to dance music? I think
2: dance music has so many subgenres and niches that you're really, I don't really worry about that. Like dance music isn't just, it's not just this big EDM, you know, there's just so many subgenres. There's like five subgenres of house alone, you know. And yeah, at least. I could, I could literally just draw a tree of everything here. And, um, you know, the thing about that is you can always, with dance music, you can sample a sound from any genre, any decade, any time. And create it into dance music, so you're always able to evolve it. Um, and so I, I don't. I think dance music is going to take the shape or form of whatever the trends are at that time. You know, one trend I think is going to be massive in years to come is I think sounds from the '80s are going to be massive to come, and I, I expect a lot Absolutely. more synthy and kick drums. Like I, I really think sounds from the '80s are going to make a comeback, and I foresee that in the next three to five years. You know, and Absolutely. I'm we're talking to my artists about that, so I'm like, hey, it's something to think of.
0: Well, look at disco coming back, right? I mean, you saw Mercer take the huge pivot away yeah. and he went completely into like, you know, new disco type of things. And, you know, yeah. we just actually had on LPGOB. I mean, she's incorporating a it. lot of the old disco sounds. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's coming back, man. The soul, I love it. Yeah,
2: yeah it is. And it's, it's just cool to see music make that. And like, even just with uh, trends like TikTok, um, you know, Dreams, Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac and uh, Stevie Nicks, like it's been off Billboard for like decades. And mm-hmm. because of a Gen Z driven app, you know, we're watching these tracks from 40 years, you know, decades ago, come back and chart. Totally. Um, you know, if that if that alone just doesn't show how a viral video on TikTok can just change the entire music industry or bring life to uh, historic sounds, like, what are the next 50 years going to look like? Like, what are, you know, what are they going to come back and dig up and change and evolve and make better? You know, because um, one of the things about music is, you know, I don't think no one's ever made original music. And I say that in this because... Every original piece anyone's ever made has been influenced by something they've heard prior or recording prior, and they've simply taken those ideas and expanded upon them consciously or subconsciously. So we're not really creating the original; we're just expanding upon and progressing what's always been there. And I think that's music across the board, in my
1: opinion. Uh, I'm so pumped up for the future! Like the disco sounds are going to be pumped up. Um, yeah. I know Alec has uh, like he's he's played some songs on our show, like the "I Love You, Baby." Uh, what is it? The Surf Mesa Remix. Such yeah. a great exactly. remake. Such a great remake. I mean, because
0: uh, that was a big one for me. Because I'm a yeah. huge fan of the original. Like, yeah, massive, yeah. massive fan of Frankie Valley. So I had, I, I was, I was very surprised. I, I was like, wow,
1: okay, this is very well tastefully yeah. done. Absolutely. Good.
2: Yeah, it, it is. And you're gonna find the artists who are gonna be able to hit that nail on that, and like you said, make it tasteful.
1: We we love to ask this question to our special guests who have just had uh, a wide range of experience in the scene. And we have a lot of artists that listen to this podcast, especially aspiring artists who want to hit the main stage one day and and professionals who want to be at the level that you're at and, you know, rise with you and beyond, man. So the question is this, if you had to give any piece of advice to anybody who's looking to get into the dance music scene or to grow their career in the dance music scene, and I know you already dropped a lot, but what would be the golden egg advice?
2: um learn how to give value to others plain and simple if you approach it from that mindset of what can i give instead of what can i get out of it um those are the people that are going to last a lot longer um those who give in the long run tend to receive it in return but everything good life dance music whatever it is it all starts with what you can do for someone else beyond yourself humans we're hardwired to take care of ourselves self-preservation we're, we're born that way it's a natural instinct and when we defy that uh, emotion and uh, lot like that logical train of thought and we can go focus on serving others. Um, I, I really think that's where good things stem from. So if you want to get in the music industry, go find a blog and get involved. How can I give value to that blog? Go find a company and hustle and sell tickets. from how can I give value? You know, like I filled tables for free and slung tickets for $2 commission uh, per ticket, you know, like for, for years. Right. Um, all in the hopes of how can I, I'm giving value to these people, And years later, some of those promoters I slung $2 tickets for or whatever ended up introducing me to a record label or they ended up booking one of my artists somewhere because, hey, that guy had grinded and given me value and done something really nice for me. um, With no I I didn't have an expectation of anything in return. So that's the other thing I'll touch on giving is you need to give without having an expectation of getting anything in return. One, you'll never be let down. Two, you'll do it with the right intention because you're just doing it to genuinely give. Um, So that's the biggest. And uh, going into Thanksgiving, it's very fitting, but um, focus on where you can give value.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, dude, I think this is a perfect, perfect segue. Okay. We got to talk about the underground talent. We got to And Jason, you got your pulse, you got your heartbeat in the underground talent. And it's something that we are just so passionate about here on Beyond the Beats is we want to get underground talent to a wider audience to our EDM champions. So Jason, your yeah. special guest, you got to go first. Who <laughs> is an artist that you're watching, and why?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, off the top of my head, from 2020, um, you know, a little out of the house and more down tempo, I picked up was a, a line, and mm. we had booked a line for a Moon Landing Digital event we did to raise money for Feeding America um, back. I think it was early May, right? You know, in the thick of COVID and quarantine there. And um, this guy opened up the the live stream that day and just set the vibe, set the mood. And um, I immediately went in and started digging into just his original music and became a huge fan. Um, I actually had I got to interview him for one of the podcasts on moon landing um, and been able to kind of work with him on a number of other uh, things and just kind of chat with him. So it it was really cool to to see that. And uh, he's a name I really expect to see progress in, in years
1: to come. And if you had a song that you wanted to play for the EDM champions, which one from the line?
2: Um, Daydreaming was was one of his first tracks he really put out. And um, that was, it's just, it's, you wake up in the morning, go throw that track on, you're gonna have a good day.
1: All (laughs) right, well, let's give Daydreaming a spin.
0: Listen, my man thank you so much for sharing that absolute fire you brought some heat on that not just in terms of the music but also our conversation i know i mean i can speak for us samir but this was just honestly a very a lightning conversation totally thank you so much again like for hopping yeah, on thank is, you um,
2: guys and um for, for pushing this forward and uh just creating a platform to give people in the music world a, a voice and, and really push that forward like thank you man Um, i, I can't tell you guys how important that is to give different artists a place where they can share what they're passionate about. You guys are giving value to others, and I appreciate the value you guys have given me today, so thank you.
1: Thank you, man. That means a lot. EDM Champions, we're going to have links to all of Jason's ventures in the show notes. We're talking about Relentless Beats. We're talking about Moon Landing, connect. We're talking about the artists that he manages as well. you got to make sure you get over there and check it out. Guys, we're not finished yet. We still have some more music to play for everybody. Alec, I'm I'm getting a little emotional, dude. I'm getting a little emotional because we're coming to the end of our final episode of the 2020 season. And we just love this show. We love doing this show. But you know what? Here we go. Continuing on with the artists that we're watching. You guys know we love the underground and we love creativity. And this artist right here, my artist that I'm watching pick this week. Mm. Truly, truly just... Touched me in, like in a different way with his music, alright? So I'm very, very, very excited to introduce you guys to my artist that I'm watching this week, Deft. Spelled D-E-F-T. I cannot wait to play this song for you guys. It's called For Sudden. But let me give you a little bit of background on why I'm so excited. As a person raised by Indian immigrant parents, I grew up listening to the original of this track nearly every weekend when I was young. This is probably one of my dad's favorite childhood tracks. The original was released in 1973. So when I heard this remix, I just, I couldn't believe it when I heard this. Because I listened to the song so much growing up, and now to hear it spun and redone in this kind of slowed down drum and bass pattern while still just paying so much respect to the original vocals and preserving that magic that they had in that saxophone trumpet... I'm just, I'm so excited. Like this, this right here is what makes me very hopeful about our dance music scene. It's this level of creativity. And I know that we will continue to thrive 2021 and beyond. So without further ado, EDM champions, here's my pick of the week. This is Deft with his amazing track for Sudden.
0: say anything else i just want to say thank you so much for introducing us to some diversity here some real cultural influences some just different music but as you said just so elegantly what he's able to do is clearly pay respect to the roots of the sounds in which he is drawing from but putting a modern twist on it this was this was a song man that honestly really kind of shocked me because i thought it was just so incredibly well done And just so tasteful and just so it it just blended all the elements together it's like when you just throw together two different cuisines of food and it just totally matches perfectly and i don't mean that as an analogy to degrade the quality or you know how great the song is but it's just it's incredible uh thank you so much for sharing
1: this dude thank you so much for those kind words and you know my my culture my heritage is very important to me and and when i see it respected in such a beautifully done way gets me very, very excited, especially as it relates to dance music. So, Deft, thank you so much for doing this song. I shared it with my dad, and we were both really enjoying it together, and it really was a nice, special moment there. But Alec, oh no, one more. One more for the 2020 season. Alec, who is your artist that you're watching this week? Give it to me straight, dude. EGM champions, ladies and gentlemen of the globe.
0: Imagine... A
1: rainforest
0: combined with a california beach can't think about it right doesn't seem like it would work well i tell you who fucking made it work <laughs> i will tell you who made it fucking work and we need to go on a hunt and find him because he's not putting out new music because he's focusing on a side project right now but my man's i'm gonna go nuts if i don't hear more music from this person i need the combination of the amazonian rainforest where he hails from originally from brazil then he moved over to san francisco and now he's in la so he bought in that hyphy californian style i need to hear more and more of that compilation of styles and cultures and sounds ladies and gentlemen you'll see exactly what i'm talking about revel in the sounds of habitat with his song circle
1: we are just on such a kick with like just unique creative artists that we get a chance to feature on this show and uh dude habitat i i honestly want to say this to you man i think habitat has been one of my absolute favorite finds from you this year like i am just seriously like I, i love these tropical vibes you know like a tropical house is dope i was really big on like a tropical house kick like back in like 2014 2015 but to hear like these tropical vibes kind of emerge into like different genres more so leaning towards trap and like that structure this ah god those steel drums like all those elements like those jungle elements too it really just kind of gets you stoked but also at the same time it it has you feeling very relaxed and i think it's very hard to kind of find that balance but i gotta say dude habitat really really did that and this song circle I'm such such a such a fan of like this is amazing dude it's
0: it's unbelievable and the one person I think who if not already and I'm like this is the thing man like he he's still it's just he needs more of a fo- I just couldn't uh, yeah, believe totally. it I mean it's just it's unbelievable just the quality of his tracks is deserving much more of a spotlight and I know he's been busy doing other things but my man, you got to come back because I'm li- I'm literally going to drive down to L.A., find you and force out new music from you. Seriously, I will fucking shake you to your bones because we need this right now. <laughs> I've been honestly, Samir, I'm not going to lie. I have been searching for a style like this for quite a while. And the only other, you know, kind of just really big names I can think of who kind of are similar to this is Closey is one. She Ooh, has that nice. type of similar yeah. type of vibe and then particularly Close Zinger, which is one of her side projects. I just haven't really, you know, Swelo is another guy oh, who kind dude. of reminds me of their style, right? So, but, but Habitat, to be perfectly honest, just blends so many different things and so many different aspects in such a unique way. I, I just would be, it would be an enlightening type of set to listen to. And it's going to have from the gritty kind of like trap heavy vibes i mean that i'll put them onto the show notes because there are other songs in there which have that too just the lighter you know samples of like spanish guitars and some of those transition songs it's just it's unbelievable man like you can tell i'm just Dude, so hyped I'm, up. i'm this loving guy. this energy from uh, you right now like
1: you you just uh, like i just i love this like this is what dance music is all about like getting getting people absolutely. passionate about the sounds that they hear and, you know, I think I honestly think that Habitat just has like that magic touch to him just based on like where he's brought up and where he's been and where he's living. Like, I think he has that touch to him where his music just feels very genuine when you listen to it.
0: I really hope, you know, that this guy gets some more support. I know we'll do everything we can. But Absolutely. This, this is music that really can make it a, a very big difference because there's, there's not too much like it out there. Like I know there's a lot of uh, you know the hyphy type of errors. Maybe it's still going on, but not as much. But this just brings in another element a whole nother like collection of sounds that you can hear on festival stages. Like this guy needs to be on a stage. Totally, right? that's just what's got to happen. So let's make it happen,
1: bro. Like this is where we're at right now in the dance music scene. Like this is where we're, we're about to leave it for a couple of weeks in this really interesting state of like people trying new things and that goes beyond just like music but also it also goes into like some of the things that jason talked about like this guy never stops like he wants to keep trying new things to help people feel more connected to the dance music scene and helping artists also feel more connected to one another super important mission we're also seeing these live streams take place in very interesting places whether it be in the real world or the vr world right and let's see like What's going to happen in 2021 and beyond, dude? Those are the big questions right now. Like, What's going to happen? But I'll tell you guys something that is going to happen in the coming years. Alec and I will be back doing this podcast in 2021, probably mid-January. We'll announce the dates on our socials, so get connected with us. At btb.pod is on Instagram. At podbtb is our Twitter. We're on Facebook. We also got the website, beyondthebeats.co. But we promise we'll be back. But in the meantime, we're encouraging everybody out there to please stay safe, whether that be health-wise and taking care of your body, whether it be emotionally or mentally. There is help and there are resources out there for you. And you are never, ever alone in the struggles and strifes that you go through. Never forget that. And this world is is a better place because you are in it beautiful man absolutely beautiful ladies and
0: gentlemen thank you so much for joining us for beyond the beats we're going to be right back for season three my man i can't believe it season (laughs) three we'll be back in the new year for it thank you just so much from the bottom of our hearts thank you so much for joining us on this crazy crazy journey we can't wait to be back
1: talking at you dude i've damn i know. crazy huh dude that's i feel been... like i'm yeah i feel like i'm about to get emotional man like i don't know, it's just, I know. It's, it's just it's like i don't know man i do this do this every single week and like you know all the all the work that goes in it and like everything that's a part of it like it's
0: it's weird know. to not it's weird when we don't do it right when we take breaks and stuff it's just dude bizarre. I honestly
1: i don't know what to do with myself when we have time off like i genuinely <laughs> don't know what to do with myself man but sleep yeah real talk real talk sleep and just focus on other things btb related but dude but,
0: but wait i don't think i ever told you this but what when i i you know what my so my dad has listened to the podcast and you know what he told me to tell you actually? yes let's so hear dad it. if you hear this he says that you have accidentally picked up my intonations with my british accent <laughs> and so sometimes when you say words what you are you talk, talking about he, he said he swears to god that you
1: I <laughs> I talk to you too much, dude. What, what is oh, he talking no. about? Oh,
0: no. I know. I mean, I, I'll I ask him specifically what Seriously, it was, please
1: do, because I really want you to know.
0: don't want to. Just... <laughs> well, you mean... also listen to my voice, you know, for a crazy amount of time. Real talk.
1: I mean, like, I you know, I pretty much talk to you every single day, number one. And then on top yep. of that, I'm editing for hours every single week. So I hear our voices played back, you know, like I, I've talked to you all the time, like... I think, it was, I think it was natural for me to pick up some things from you, you know? Like, similar to how your girlfriend picked up some things from you.
0: Yeah, I know. That really pisses her off. <laughs> <laughs> it really pisses You have no idea how much it pisses her off. You're just a cool dude. You're just a cool dude. <laughs> well, because, like, she has, like, New Jersey in there, right? And then she's yeah. also got some, some words she says, like a Russian, but out here in California, they don't know what the fuck's going on. So <laughs> when I'm with her, they just assume that she's from England. Which That's is, true. Oh, That's such I a love point. it. I, and I stoke it on. I love it. It's just it's great. It pisses her off. It's amazing.
1: But yeah, <laughs> seriously, man. Like I, I love the hell out of you. Like you know, love like too, dude. above yeah. above all, like you know, you're not just my co-host. Like you're 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 my best fucking friend, man. You know that. Like I fucking love I the hell out of you, out of you dude. Like I love I'm, you too. I'm dude. so glad this podcast has just like kept us closer than ever. And I think I think that's just the magic of it, dude. Well, we'll
0: be back soon, man. You know, before you know it, we'll be back for season three. I cannot fucking wait.
1: Uh, me too, man. Me too. All right, dude. I'll see you soon, okay?